Hi, this is the Cancer Liberation Project podcast. If you've been touched by cancer and have some fear around remaining healthy, you are in the right place. As a 20-year-plus cancer survivor, Haley knows how unsettling it can be to not only hear the words, you have cancer, but also the uncertainty and fear that comes when you have been declared cancer-free. The Cancer Liberation Project was born out of Haley's desire to make cancer less scary for people, to give people hope that they can not only heal from cancer, but live their best, most vibrant life after cancer. Get ready to be inspired with your host, Haley Dubin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Cancer Liberation Project. Today, I'm sitting down with Dr. Veronique Desaunier, better known as Dr. V. She is the founder of Breast Cancer Conquer and the Seven Essential System and co-founder of My Breast Friend. Her signature process has empowered thousands of women in over 56 countries around the world. Her mission is to change lives one breast at a time. Dr. V has personally conquered breast cancer twice, which gives her an empathetic perspective to understand other women facing a healing journey. Her signature book, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally, is a number one Amazon bestseller in 10 categories and in five countries. Dr. V has been featured in the world-renowned Truth About Cancer docuseries and Truth About Cancer live stages, as well as many other stages, summits, and podcasts, including JJ Virgin, Wendy Myers, Wellness Mama, NBC News affiliate Show Tampa, and more. She has been a guest contributor to Natural News, Green Med Info, Natural Health 365, Mind Body Green, Wellness.com, and many other sites. I look forward to sharing my conversation with Dr. V. But before I do, just a reminder, head over to my website at revivewellness.com to get your free seven top tips to keep cancer away and feel confident in your body again. That's R-E-V-I-V-E wellness.com. Hi, Dr. V. Welcome to the Cancer Liberation Project. I'm really looking forward to our conversation and having you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Haley, and and sharing my message of hope with your audience. It's very special. Now, I'd love you just to share a little bit about your background and your journey with breast cancer. I'm a chiropractor by profession, and uh, really what opened the, the cancer door to me was my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 1983. And, um, you know, back then, no internet, nothing. But I knew with my training that there was something that could have been done for him. But unfortunately, at that time, you know, even though I went to the library and did research and talked to some natural cancer clinics back then, there was just very little information. But I, I knew that there were things that could have been done for him that weren't. And so it just kind of lit a fire in my soul. And I just always had an interest in in cancer and in really understanding what cancer is, what cancer is not, and really helping my patients through their journeys. Um, So fast forward 23 years, I'm in the shower getting ready for work and did a, you know, I was doing a breast exam in the shower and felt a lump that, you know, changed the course of my life forever. You know, it was at that time where, 
you know, I was Dr. V, I was the wellness warrior. And, you know, how could somebody like me develop cancer, right? I was supposed to be the picture of health. And I went through that, that whole process, you know, don't be so hard on yourself, you're human, you know, things are going to happen. And I had to figure out what was it in my life in my lifestyle that allowed the cancer to show up. And I just started looking at what I needed to do to check off all the boxes to make sure that I was covering all the bases. And that's when I kind of downloaded the, the seven essential system. It's, it was a step-by-step guide that gave me structure and gave me organization. So I knew, you know, what I had to cover. And I started eventually sharing that with others. And then one thing led to another. And now, you know, there's a I've written a book, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally, second edition, and we've coached women in 60, almost 60 countries, 59 now. And um, the, the whole message of breast cancer can be reversed, you know, if you take the time and take responsibility for your health. And it's not to say you can't do any Western medicine with it, but it's a matter of understanding that, you know, your body has allowed the cancer to show up. So what can you do to reverse that so the body can heal that that cancer? Because cancer is just the symptom, right? It's not the cause. Exactly. I think that's so important because people think that they were just unlucky, that they got cancer and there's really no reason. And I love that piece about taking responsibility because I felt that way too in my journey. So I love that. And why did you decide to choose a less traditional route? You know, I'd seen um, what traditional treatments did to my patients. And I knew with my training and my background that the body had an amazing capacity to heal. And so it was important to get to the root cause of what allowed the cancer to, to show up because you can, you know, have surgery, do chemo, radiation, whatever, But unless you get to the root cause of what allowed that cancer to show up, it's going to keep showing up. And so that was for me very important to to be able to get to the root cause and really, you know, heal from within. So important. And I wanted to ask you about the genetic component of cancer, because I know a lot of people in my community and a lot of clients that I see they have the BRCA positive gene and they're so fearful, you know, they are like, when can I get my prophylactic mastectomy or hysterectomy? And so it would be really helpful for you to touch on, on that piece. Yeah, that's a great question because that comes up so often. The media and conventional medicine has definitely created that fear of this genetic component but we know, you know, fewer than 5% of breast cancers are actually genetic in nature. So that means, you know, the other 95% plus are environmental, lifestyle, nutrition, all of that. And even if you do have a positive uh, gene, like a weakness, a snip in that gene, it does not necessarily mean that it's going to express itself. Now, if you don't have the proper lifestyle and you, you know, you're stressed out, you're eating a lot of sugar, you're not sleeping, you're not taking care of your health, chances are that that weakness will manifest itself because you know, most people don't realize that the BRCA gene is a tumor suppressor gene. It's a, it's a good thing. 
And so when there's that um, genetic or sometimes even environmental causes, they're even questioning that perhaps excessive mammography radiation may be actually triggering that um, BRCA gene, you know, to stop working properly. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of different issues that you can look at. And we know with the science of epigenetics and nutrigenomics that, you know, you can have that genetic weakness, but it's what you do to trigger it. Um, for example, in my family, there's diabetes, but I don't have type 2 diabetes because of my lifestyle and how I, you know, exercise and live my life. My sister has type 2 diabetes. So, you know, it, it has, you know, that's not as, ex, as, as extreme as BRCA, but it, it gives you an idea that, you know, that gene expression is, is so important. And we've worked with many clients who've had BRCA gene positive who have done very well, you know, with the seven essential system and, and really managing their lifestyle. And they don't live in fear because they know it, you know, it has a lot to do with how they live their life. That's so important what you said about not living in fear because you hear cancer and immediately it's it's fear, fear-based. And, and I get that. And I know I was scared at first and I'm sure you were also, but it doesn't do our bodies any good. So it's, it's about being proactive and changing our lifestyle. Absolutely. Well, I know part of your mission is to help women be proactive with their health and really prevention is the best cure. So that leads me to the seven essential system because I think it's so effective. I, I recommended your book to, to many people and I'd love you to go over those steps. Absolutely. And just, you know, feel free to jump in if you have any questions on each of them. But, you know, essential number one is let food be your medicine. I mean, that's pretty, pretty obvious. I think more and more people are, are aware about the effects of food and, and how that can affect your, your health. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, the science of nutrigenomics and epigenetics, you know, how food affects our actual gene expression is very, very powerful. So, Something as simple as broccoli sprouts that has been shown to turn on over 200 health-promoting genes and turn off inflammatory genes. So it's, it's really eating organic as much as possible. Uh, if you choose to eat meat, make sure that it's clean meat, you know, organic, no hormones, uh, no agricultural commercial type meats, no processed meats. And um, lots of vegetables, minimal fruit. I personally think that you have to really monitor your blood sugar in your, in your diet, because if you juice, do a lot of juicing, for example, perhaps that's spiking your insulin, could be making you insulin resistant. So, you know, you want to learn to be metabolically flexible and not have constant high spikes of blood sugar. So that's, that's key for essential number one. Because I know, you know, berries have so many health properties. And so are you looking more at high sugared fruits or, or all fruit in general? Uh, just more high sugar fruits. So I, I, you know, encourage our community stick to Granny Smith apples, um, berries, you know, minimal berries, like, you know, half a cup at most every day. Lemons, limes, those are fine. But, you know, really staying away from 
bananas, pineapples, you know, tropical fruits, especially if you live in the north, you don't want to eat those in the wintertime, right? But the, the key is to be able to monitor and uh, check your blood sugar. You know, you can get one of those little blood sugar testers at home and check to see after you juice, does your blood sugar spike? Does it go over 140? And if it does, then you know you've got to really change that. Thank you. That's helpful. And so number two. Number two is to reduce your toxic exposure. And um, we live in a toxic world, right? We can't live in a bubble. So there's a lot of things we need to be aware of in our environment, things that may be stimulating uh, aggressive estrogens in our body. So being aware of pesticides, herbicides, plastics, all the things that can stimulate and mimic hormones in our body. Looking at uh, what you put on your skin, what you have in your home, you know, stay away from artificial candles and cleaners and all those chemicals. I mean, there's hundreds of chemicals in people's homes that contribute to cancer. So just, you know, being really aware of that and then learning to detox the body, learning to clean out your liver and to clean out the colon and to do coffee enemas and to stimulate your lymphatic system and sweating to really get those heavy metals out of your system. So Lots of things to be aware of when it comes to detox. So when you say, uh, you know, sweating and all that, are you talking about the far infrared saunas, that kind of thing? Yes, absolutely. Saunas, biomat, exercise, moving your body, you know, just really getting that lymphatic system going. And cleaning the colon, well, what do you suggest for that? Well, there's everything from colonics, you know, you can go see a colon therapist. Um, there's uh, at home systems that you can buy a Kalima board, which, you know, you use a five gallon bucket of water, you lay on the board over the toilet. Um, you can use different kinds of cleansing herbs and psyllium seed and all kinds of things. So there's there's a lot of ways to clean out that colon. And number three, balancing your energy. Yes. That seems so important because I don't think a lot of people touch on that. Yes, because we're, you know, we're one billionth physical matter. The rest is all energy. So how do we keep that energy balanced? Well, chiropractic care, acupuncture, exercise, make sure you're moving your body, proper sleep. You've got to have, you know, proper energy to, you know, have that restorative sleep. And then balancing your hormones is really key. And this is where a lot of women have fear about their hormones. You know, they may have a estrogen positive or progesterone positive cancer, and they, they're told, oh, no, we've got to stop your hormones because that's driving the cancer. Well, in reality, it's not our hormones because we need our hormones for our, for our health, right? So you have to understand the chemical environmental pollutants that can mimic and stimulate hormones in the body, heavy metals and mercury, for example, is what we call a metalloestrogen can mimic and stimulate estrogen in the body. And so, you know, really watching your exposure on that level, but then also understanding that perhaps you may have what we call a methylation issue or a metabolism issue where you're not breaking down your hormones properly. And if that's the case, then you need to um, support that. And you would do things like the broccoli sprouts and dim, which is an extract of cruciferous vegetables, 
fermented soy, flaxseed, all these things to help support that methylation pattern. And you can find out if you have a methylation issue uh, through urine, um, urine test, uh, blood work, DNA testing, you know, working with your, your coach or your, your practitioner, you know, that's important for you to find out if you have breast cancer. When people are on estrogen blockers, what can they do? That, that kind of stuff would be helpful or should they not be on that? I mean, it's a tough thing because the oncologists are saying you have to be on it. You have to be on it. Right. And, and this is where women have to understand that it's not their hormones that are causing the cancer. It's, you know, blocking your hormones is only going to suppress your immune system and can possibly cause secondary cancers. You know, tamoxifen, for example, is classified as a uh, class 2B carcinogen by the World Health Organization and the American Cancer Society. So, you know, you're going to take a drug that's going to suppress your hormones and possibly create a secondary cancer. Doesn't make sense. So, you know, you have to remove the fear and understand that you need your hormones for your brain health, your bone health, your cardiac health. Um, your immune system, all of that. And so there are ways to keep those hormones properly balanced and to test for them. You know, you can do saliva testing. Um, you can do some blood testing as well to see, you know, how everything's balancing out for you. But it's don't guess when it comes to your health. Always test. Great point. So number four. Number four is big one. to, uh, yes, heal the emotional wounds. And really, if I were to start over, I think that I would put that as number one instead of number four, um, because really, you know, how we feel between our ears and in our heart is really going to dictate how well our body heals, uh, because if you don't believe a thousand percent that your body has the ability to heal and you're vacillating, well, guess what? Your cells are listening, right? So is the cancer. And so you've got to be a thousand percent convinced. You have to be um, at peace with yourself, peace with others, forgive yourself, forgive others, do the work, you know, from childhood wounds to adult wounds. You know, you've got to really release all those things in order for the body to heal, because we know, I mean, science has shown us that our thoughts affect our DNA, our thoughts affect our immune system. And we have every chemical that we need to heal our body. And it, you know, just by our belief system, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, you are the placebo, you know, people take a placebo, they think it's a certain drug, and it gives them 50% of the time, it gives them the same reaction as the drug. How's that possible? It's because their belief created, you know, the chain, the, the chemical and physical changes in their body. It's so amazing. I mean, his story is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So that's, you know, we have a required reading list for our clients and that's definitely at the top of the list because you, you have to understand how powerful your thoughts and your beliefs are about your, your body's ability to heal. And it just brings me to relationships because people have such a hard time with forgiveness, forgiving maybe their mother or their father or whoever it was in their life that, that wronged them. And what do you say about forgiveness? Oh, totally. Totally. You have to start by forgiving yourself 
you know, and all the things that you've gone, you know, you think you've done wrong in the past and really nurturing that little girl and learning to love her. And then, um, yeah, forgiving, forgiving the past, forgiving your parents, you know, the ex-husband, the whatever's, you know, because hanging on to those things is just creates bitterness in your soul. And, you know, again, your body can't fully heal because it's not just getting rid of the lump or the bump, right? It's about transforming your life and, you know, doing everything differently than what you did before the cancer diagnosis, because everything you, how you lived your life resulted in that cancer diagnosis. So it's about change, transformation, so that that cancer doesn't have an opportunity to show up again. It's so important because I'm thinking about, I had ovarian cancer and afterwards I just soul searched and, and what can I do? What can I, what changes can I make in my life? It was innate for some reason. I, I don't think a lot of people I mean, I'm not saying there are some that do that, but I don't think a lot of people realize the importance of that. And so I'm so glad you're touching on that. Very, very key. Very key. And, and you know, work with professionals. I mean, I had two different EFT coaches when I was going through my second healing journey and, um, you know, read a lot of books and did a lot of work and, um, you know, online courses and conferences and things like that to really you know, really get to understand the, that part of healing because it's so important. Number five. Number five is to embrace biological dentistry. And, you know, what, what do your teeth have to do with breast cancer or ovarian cancer? A lot because your, your teeth are connected to all your organs through the acupuncture meridian system. And so if there's a hunk of metal or a root canal or a cavitation and infection in the bone, that's going to affect the energy flow to that organ. And so from an energetic point of view, it's very important. From a chemical point of view, if you have um, silver fillings, they're 50% mercury. Mercury is the most toxic element on the planet. It's in your mouth every time you chew or eat. It's releasing methylmercury vapors. And even if it's 25 years old, it's still releasing those vapors. I mean, that's been shown time and time again. And we know mercury is a metalloestrogen. So it mimics and stimulates estrogen in the body. So you've got to clean out those heavy metals, you know, because they have aluminum, nickel, cadmium, all of that. And, you know, looking at a root canal, for example, a root canal is, is a dead tissue in your body and it's a site of infection it's releasing lots of toxins from the the bacteria the anaerobic bacteria there's over 40 different species of toxic bacteria at the root of a root canal even if you don't have symptoms it's still very very toxic oh can i just ask you about that sure so because my husband just went to the dentist and he they said he might need a root canal and luckily he, he didn't. And I kept telling him, don't do, let him do it. Don't let him do it. But if your dentist tells you, you need that, I mean, what is another option? Well, if you go to a biological dentist, they probably won't, wouldn't do a root canal. Uh, they would probably recommend pulling the tooth and, um, and then you can get uh, what they call flippers. They're like just um, a ten, not a temporary, but it's a, it's like a little partial. It's a, and it's, um, it's a biocompatible material. So it's not plastic or anything. And you can just take it in and out and it replaces the tooth. 
Um, and so that, you know, that's just a good option. And for people who are listening and they have root canals and they're freaking out right now, what do you suggest for them? Uh, well, same thing that I, I would recommend for myself or any of our clients have the tooth pulled, you know, work with a biological dentist make sure that it's cleaned out properly, that they use ozone. Um, there is an option, which is, is fairly new. It's a type of endodontics. It's called regenerative endodontics. And they're actually taking out the old material of the root canal and replacing it, you know, cleaning it out with ozone and whatever, and replacing it with non-toxic material. So you know, that's an option, but it's, it's a new, it's a new type of um, dentistry. So there's not too many uh, dentists that are doing that, but I know I had a client who went to California to have it done and, you know, the stuff they pulled out of that root canal was infected and yeah. So, so, you know, that's, that's always an option, but the majority of people will just have it pulled. So basically look up biological dentists and you could find it. Right. And make sure that they're certified, you know, because anybody can call themselves holistic or whatever, but they should have all the certifications and proof of courses and all of that. Great to know. So number six. Number six um, has to do with all the therapeutic plants and herbs um, that will repair the body. So repairing your body with therapeutic plants and herbs. So, you know, we could spend a whole day just talking about all of that because there's hun literally hundreds of different options um, but i always start with the basics you know make sure you get your trace minerals like magnesium zinc selenium uh, make sure your vitamin d levels are optimal and that's between 80 and 100 not in the 40s or 50s but it should be between 80 and 100 and then you know look at uh, iodine for example is very very important for your thyroid for your breast tissue and then there's, you know, all the therapeutic plants, there's the medicinal mushrooms, there's, you know, so many different things that can kill cancer cells and boost your immune system. You know, I mean, I've got over 700 references in my in my book of published studies that, you know, show us that yes, vitamin C is extremely helpful. Uh, poly MBA, bloodroot, uh, wormwood, you know, the list goes on and on. So and I'm a big fan of matcha tea. Mm -hmm. It's almost like my coffee. Like I need it every day. Yes. And some people don't like it at all. No, matcha is great because one cup of matcha is equivalent to 10 cups of green tea. And it has over a hundred times more of the EGCG, which is, we know is a, is a cancer killer, but it also kills uh, cancer stem cells, the baby cancer cells. So yeah, very, very powerful. So number seven, we're, we're close to the end. Wrapping up. Yes. Wrapping up. So number seven is adopting barely detection and staying on top of your health. Um, so make sure that you always test and assess, right? Don't guess when it comes to your health, um, get your traditional cancer markers, but also get in what we call inflammatory markers. Um, so C-reactive protein, LDH, ESR, homocysteine, those are markers that'll give you an idea if there's inflammation, if there's inflammation in your body. And if there is, chances are you might be producing cancer again. So, you know, really staying on top of the inflammatory markers. Uh, your thyroid health is extremely important. Liver panels are important to see how your liver is processing everything. 
And, um, and then there's, you know, different tests that will really detect cancer at a very, very early stage, thermography versus mammography. Mammograms have been around for, for decades, and, and we know that that radiation can cause cancer, you know, repeated, repeated, um, you know, x-rays. Um, it's not to say that people haven't found a tumor through a mammogram. However, by the time it shows up on a mammogram, it's been there for six to eight years. So if you can detect something at a smaller stage, like with thermography and ultrasound, where it'll show up, you know, just a few years, you know, when it's like much, much smaller compared to what they'll find on, on a mammogram. Um, there's blood tests that can determine the um, hormones that cancer cells give off, uh, such as um, H HCG and PHI, there's a test called cancer profile that will show you if those levels are high, chances are you're producing cancer. Nagalase is an enzyme that uh, cancer cells produce um, that puts the immune system to sleep. So if your nagalase levels are high, chances are you've got, you know, have a high viral load and possibly cancer as well. Um, and then there's a, a test called the RGCC test, also known as the GREASE test, that'll measure circulating tumor cells in your blood to see if you have, you know, those circulating cells. And if you are, then, you know, chances are you, you know, you're producing cancer, but they can take those cells and grow them in a lab and then test 50 different natural substances against them to see which ones are most effective. And they can also do that with chemotherapy agents. So it takes a lot of the guesswork out of what your protocol can be. And so I've, you know, used and recommended that test for over eight years now. And I'm, I'm pretty impressed with how consistent the results are. Good to know. I was curious about some of the other labs, because I know some of them you can get from your primary care physician, but a lot of those you can't. So what do you suggest people do? Yeah, you sometimes you just have to pay out of pocket. Um, you know, we do have like on our website, uh, we do have a, um, a contractual um, arrangement with Quest Diagnostics, for example. And so if your doctor doesn't want you to, he doesn't want to order those inflammatory markers for whatever reason, you can, you know, go to our website and order those blood tests yourself. It's, you know, signed by a medical doctor. You get the prescription, you go to Quest Labs, you get your results. Um, so there's, there's ways around that. Um, you know, if your doctor is not cooperative and won't order your tests for you. Before we get into the random round questions, I just wanted you, if you could share with our audience what you recommend someone do if they get a breast cancer diagnosis, like the first thing they should do. First thing they should do is not panic <laughs> and to really give themselves, you know, give yourself a week or two to really let the diagnosis sink in. Don't get on the conveyor belt of you got to do this. You got to do that. You've got to start treatment right away. You're not going to die tomorrow. It's not like a heart attack, right? You have time. So give yourself some time to really sit with that diagnosis and understand how are you going to handle the situation? How are you going to allow this to impact your life? Are you going to be bitter or better about it? And, um, you know, do your research, get another opinion, 
decide if you want to choose evidence-based natural medicine, conventional treatments, or a combination of both, and you know, figure out figure out a plan. And that's that's the key is just you know have a plan and put together a team for yourself, a team that's going to support you. If your doctor is not supporting you and you feel bad when you leave that office, fire him or her. Find somebody who's going to take care of you because they're working for you, not vice versa. That's so important because I think people look at their doctors as, I I mean, God, I guess. It's just crazy. And if you're not happy and comfortable with them, it's not going to go well. So I love that. Random round. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. I'm <laughs> not quite sure what the questions are, but <laughs> you'll you'll be able to answer them. <laughs> okay. okay, fill in the blank. Freedom to you is. Oh boy. Okay, freedom to me is the ability to choose um, how we um, take care of our own bodies. The last show you binged and loved. The last show I binged and loved. Actually, it was National Geographic, Will Smith, um, Welcome to Planet Earth. And it's Will Smith on all these different adventures in different parts of the world. And it's, I love, I love nature. I love the planet. So. Oh, cool. I haven't heard of that one. I'm going to put it on my list. (laughs) When you're feeling afraid, what do you do? Um get quiet and pray and visualize my outcome and just, you know, recognize that that fear is often something that we, we create ourselves. And so we have, you know, we have a lot of control over that. So I'm a big proponent of heart math and, and monitoring your sympathetic versus parasympathetic nerve system. Um, and so keeping your, your nerve system calm is, is important. If you could have a one-hour discussion with someone past or present, who would it be and why? One-hour discussion, past or present. Um, you know, the first person that comes to mind is, is uh, Joe Dispenza. I mean, I've met him and I've had conversations with him, but I would really love to pick his brain like one-on-one, just, yeah, without any interruptions. <laughs> what is your favorite go-to snack? Um, well, <laughs> uh, I love, I love apples with, uh, almond butter. And, uh, if I'm really being bad, then I'll, I'll have to say like popcorn, organic popcorn with butter. <laughs> That's an occasional treat. <laughs> What's one simple thing that brings you joy? Oh, so many grandchildren, my puppies, tennis, <laughs> You know, lots of things. What's on your nightstand? What's on my nightstand? Um, a Bible and a some sort of book that I'm reading. What is your favorite form of exercise? Uh, I would have to say tennis. Yeah. What's one thing you're really grateful for in your life right now? My, my children, my grandchildren, my husband. Yeah, my family. And... Lastly, I just want to ask how people could reach you. I know you have a ton of resources on your website. Yeah, so uh, breastcancerconqueror.com is our website. 
And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, uh, YouTube. I've got a bunch of um, videos, EFT videos on YouTube. If you want to get into, you know, EFT and, and, and cancer, healing cancer. So yeah, lots of things that you can, you can, lots of information you can get for free. Wonderful. I want to look at those EFTs. I, I love, I love that. I just want to thank you so much for coming on. You gave such great concrete information and I know so many people are going to get so much out of it. So thank you. Thank you, Haley. Thanks for sharing my message of hope with your audience. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Doing so will really help this podcast get noticed and will help us to inspire more people. And remember, the sky is the limit when you take your power back when it comes to your health.